Moments with Andy, the podcast. Brought to you by 100.3 and 102.7 The Point and The Night Show. My name is Andy. Thanks for spending a moment here with me. It is Wednesday, May 27th. Want to talk about dogs here and maybe less about dogs, but more actually about us dog owners. Now, I've got a dog myself, and this topic popped into my mind this past Sunday, I think. Stopped by the Bob Dylan birthday bash, uh, fifth annual, I think, happening at the Mad River Brewery Taproom in Blue Lakes. It was a very nice sunny day. A lot of folks out hearing local versions of Bob Dylan songs, so that was all very nice. Had some great beer to go along with it. And at one point, sitting not too far behind uh, my group and to the right, not a huge deal, but there were, I believe, two dogs. And one of them, and by the way, it's nice you can bring your dogs to the the outdoor portion of the Mad River Brewery Taproom. One of the dogs got very barky. Um, I don't think it was angry barky necessarily, but maybe wanting to play with another dog, but would bark kind of a lot and not super loud, but enough where... You know, at some point, you get a little irritated for those around you. And the owner eventually would sort of tamp down. The dog would stop. It would start up at some other point. So, anyways, don't want to pick on this particular owner too much. But the the question that popped in my mind was, when did we start bringing our dogs everywhere? When did this start happening? Because I remember growing up, had a dog as well in the family. And I don't remember bringing it anywhere. At all. The, The times we put it in the car... I'm assuming we're only to go to the vet. That was it. The dog stayed home. We went anywhere. The dog stayed in the backyard. Now, again, having a dog nowadays and with the kids, they want to bring the dogs out a little bit more often. Sometimes it can be fun. I find it to be a little bit of a hassle, but I I notice this everywhere. In trucks, there's dogs there. People bring their dogs to any event they can. And again, there's nothing wrong with this. I'm not saying you shouldn't. It's nice to have that bond with your dog. But at some point, I just wonder, when did we stop leaving our dogs at home. And especially if you have a dog, again, like we do, our dog's pretty barky. It's it's nice sometimes, but it's one of those dogs, like if we're taking it on a walk, you keep it on a leash pretty close to you, because if another dog's around, it may have a great time, it may sniff and be friendly, but it may also bark and try and attack the dog. So we have one of those dogs that's kind of a handful. Now, our excuse is it's a rescue, so it's already got some issues built in, but that makes it very easy for me not to ever want to bring it anywhere. And so maybe this is just a little bit personal, but we see dogs in cars all the time now. I remember when I worked at a coffee shop probably maybe eight or nine years ago now, the amount of dogs that would come through the drive-thru, there's quite a bit. I would be surprised the dogs that weren't drinking coffee with their owners as well. So it's nice to, again, have that bond. It's nice having the dog with you. But what also gets in my mind is maybe it's just our dog too, but seems to be a little neurotic, has separation anxiety, and we leave it alone quite a bit. But if we always bring our dogs with us, is it going to be any surprise that they get used to being with us and then aren't comfortable being alone by themselves? And I wonder, are we comfortable being alone by ourselves? Let me know what you think, dog owners. Andy at KWPT.com This was on my mind, although this is uh, some research that I think came out maybe a month or so ago, but was on my mind again uh, regarding that uh, oil spill there uh, down by uh, San... <coughs> excuse me, San... <coughs> 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 
This is The Night Show, right here on The Point. I'm Andy with you. Let's look at uh, some information about the oceans. This was on my mind about that um, oil spill down down there by Santa Barbara. Now, this doesn't have to do with oil spills, but about the oceans. And according to some new research, for the first time identifying specific cause of the Great Dying, as it's called. It's a 60,000-year period that saw 90% of all sea creatures and more than two-thirds of all plants and animals on land die off. So the Great Dying, pretty fitting name for that, believed to now be acidification of the world's ocean. Colossal volcanic eruptions, this piece mentions, some 250 million years ago have long been linked to the widespread global extinction known as the Great Dying. However, a team of scientists now in the UK, Germany, and New Zealand analyzed chemical footprints in ancient rocks and found that there was a huge spike in the oceanic pH levels. So, you know, the acidity. Is it acidity goes... Is it, is it when the pH number goes down, it's more acidic, and it's more alkaline when it goes up? I, I can't remember. But um, the dramatic increase, they found, result of huge amounts of carbon dioxide released in the atmosphere by these volcanic eruptions. So, of course, scientists now thinking, well, this is somewhat happening today. A lot of CO2 being pumped into the atmosphere, and that could possibly lead to hopefully not the same effect, but if the oceans, which absorb a lot of the CO2 out of the atmosphere, which on one hand is a good thing, keeps a lot of CO2 out of the atmosphere, but on the other hand, it's got to go somewhere, it goes in the oceans, makes them a little bit more acidic. Well, we saw what happened last time the ocean got incredibly acidic. Can that happen again? Well, let's hope not, and let's try not to let that happen. So... They mentioned diversity didn't recover for 5 million years after that event. Be nice to stay away from that happening again, right? Airline etiquette. Something that most of us, I don't think, really have to think about. And if we do, it's limited to very small issues like, well, maybe not reclining too much, if possible, on an airline. And what else? If you have a small child, trying to keep that kid under wraps, not being the stereotypical kid banging on people's seats. But for some grown-ups, well, they need a little bit more help than that. There was a Southwest Airline flight that was delayed for nearly two hours recently. This was at Chicago's Midway Airport. It was flying to New Hampshire, and there was a man on the plane. And I've... This has happened to me before. Again, I haven't flown in a while, but I do remember there seemed to be a time, I don't know why, but I would start kind of zonking out when we were just taxing, before we'd even sort of lift off, which is kind of too bad because it's always fun to kind of experience lifting off. So this fellow here did the same thing. Lenny Mordaus, let's see, Mordarski, just kind of fell asleep and started snoring before the plane, uh, the plane took off. And I guess the snoring was rather loud. And the woman next to him very, we'll say, unhappy about this, which is understandable too. You're sitting next to somebody who's just sawing logs and, you know, this could go on for the whole flight. That's nothing you want to be dealing with. However, what she did to deal with it, we'll say, is rather unacceptable. And we'll be finding out the ramifications of such. Instead of just kind of trying to wake him up, she decided poking him with a pen would do the trick. Now, it sounds like she was doing a little bit more than poking. Stabbing or jabbing might be a better term. Because apparently she poked him so much and so frequently that he actually woke up screaming. He said, quote, it was like being stung by bees, end quote. So, this then delayed the flight. Crew members had to escort this woman off of the plane. Fortunately, Lenny was fine. Story mentions he had some light bruising and ink stains on his shirt. Unfortunate, but he'll, of course, recover. And I just wonder, not that I would enjoy somebody sawing logs with, a, you know, to a volume like that, 
but just wake the person up. I don't know what brings you to the point of, I'm going to stab them with my pen. Well, okay, you woke them up, you stopped the snoring, but now you just got kicked off the flight. I'm not exactly sure how that worked out for her. This has been Moments with Andy, the podcast. Brought to you by 100.3 and 102.7 The Point and The Night Show. Like this podcast? Well, don't be ashamed. Be proud. Tell a friend or post a comment in the iTunes store. Every little bit of help, well, helps. Moments with Andy is made possible by a generous grant from the Horace P. and Nancy R. Shakey Foundation.